Kelly Bonner, and welcome to QueenCast, the show where we interview badass queens about body image, business, and beyond. What's up, friends? Welcome back to QueenCast. I am so excited for today's episode. So this is something that, honestly, I have done for a really long time, and it wasn't until probably a year ago that I even realized it was disordered. Um, And a lot of you have felt the same way. Like it's something that is sort of just, I don't know, kind of woven into society and something that a lot of us just sort of do and don't really think about doing, um, almost like a subconscious thought or act. So excited to touch on it, excited to get into the the juice, so to speak. Um, So today's episode is all about listening to the clock versus listening to your body. And I'll kind of explain what that means because it's a little vague. So I'll give you an example. Something I used to be terrified of was eating after 8 p.m. Now, where the time 8 p.m. even came from is a mystery to me. I feel like it was one of those like women's health magazines (laughs) back in high school that I used to just you know scour when I was searching for the magic formula to lose weight. Um, but I felt like anything that I ate after 8 PM would automatically just like glob onto my thighs and be stored as fat. And this was also from someone, you know, I studied nutrition in college and I felt like I had a pretty good handle on how the human body worked. And yet I definitely fell victim to some of these thoughts. So it just goes to show how some of these food rules and honestly just kind of fake constructs that we create for ourselves around food and our bodies are really powerful and they can be really tough to break, but I'm going to give a few tips that really helped me and hopefully it'll help you too. All right. So the eating after 8 PM is just one example. Um, another one I remember so distinctly was, you know, I would be, especially in college, I would be up really early. And so I'd start to get hungry for lunch pretty early, like probably around 11. Um, and I remember I would force myself to wait an hour until it was 12 because I thought that was, I don't know, society had deemed that as quote unquote lunchtime. And so I never really allowed myself to eat lunch before noon, um, which is just like weird, right? I mean, it's not weird. It's common, but it just doesn't make sense when you think about it. Um, it's only like 30 minutes or an hour, but it felt like, you know, so significant at the time. If I had, even if I ate like 10 minutes before noon, like if it was 1145, 1150, I would wait 10 minutes. Um, because I felt like it was, I don't know, just like this magic time that I had to wait until after 12 PM. So that's another example. Um, a third example is when I would wake up super early in the morning, I would actually, even if I was hungry right when I woke up, I would wait to eat until a little bit later because I didn't want to eat too early. And then I would be hungry again, um, before lunch. So then I would basically have two breakfasts, which was very scary to me at the time. And then it can also go in the reverse. So, you know, you could maybe have a larger lunch or eat later than normal. Um, and then you look at the clock and it's 6 PM, which, you know, many of us feel is like the stereotypical dinner time, 6 or 7 PM. And you're like, Oh, it's dinner time. I guess I should eat dinner. Even though your body isn't necessarily hungry or necessarily needing food, um, there was so many times where I would just 
eat because it was mealtime. And there's nothing wrong with that inherently, but again, it's sort of, it's not listening to your inner cues or your inner signals and rather kind of relying on an outer source to tell you when you should or shouldn't eat, which is in this case, time or the clock. And so now that you kind of know what I'm talking about, you know, why is this bad? Um, it's not necessarily bad, actually. It's something that, you know, is very circumstantial, just like a lot of stuff with food in our bodies. Um, so it can be bad when you're always relying on the time of day or always relying on the clock, um, to sort of dictate your decisions around food. And you're never really going inward and listening to your body, you know, your body's hunger or fullness cues. But it can be really good if, for example, you're a brain surgeon and you're working on a case for, you know, 12 hours straight without being able to eat or drink water. Like if you wake up that morning before your case and you're not that hungry, you better damn well force yourself to eat a meal (laughs) because you know, looking at your schedule that you're not going to eat for the next 12 hours. So, you know, I mean, that's a very dramatic example. Um, But say, for example, you work a nine to five and you know, you have, you know, four meetings back to back and you have this little sliver of lunch, you know, that you can squeeze in a little bit earlier than you're normally used to eating. So maybe it's 1130 and you're like, well, I guess I'm a little hungry, but not really. But you know, if you wait, you're going to be really, really hungry and probably, you know, as I like to call it, itchy, bitchy, and twitchy. So you go ahead and make either a snack or have your lunch a little earlier than normal. So those are times where I think it's actually really valuable to rely on the clock or rely on outer you know, cues or signals um, to dictate our food choices versus just kind of being this like flowy, you know, intuitive goddess where you're only listening to your body. Because sometimes, let's be real, you gotta use some common sense. You have shit to do, you have things planned. So you kind of have to be the boss of your own body in those instances. And I will say one caveat to this is if you're currently in like active eating disorder recovery, um, you're probably working with a nutritionist or um, a dietitian or you know some sort of professional that has you on a meal plan. And I wouldn't, you know, in that case, your hunger and fullness cues are probably way off because of, you know, years of restricting and binging. So in that case, I would recommend, you know, not listening to your hunger and fullness cues and actually following the advice of a professional who will have you, you know, on a meal plan that you're eating every few hours or so to sort of re-regulate your, um, your, your hunger hormones and your fullness cues. All right. So what kind of helped me break out of this mentality? Well, For one, actually learning a little bit about calories and how calories are metabolized in the body. So trigger warning, I'm going to talk about calories. Um, If this, you know, is triggering to you, skip ahead. But what really helped me realize, especially let's take the 8 p.m. example. Um, You know, I would come home from work, true story, come home from work. I got off of work. This is when I was working in tech, got off of work at like 5.30. I would walk home like an hour home because I was wanted to burn calories and I get home around 6:30, you know, 6:45, I'd make myself dinner and then immediately I would make myself dessert because I wanted to eat dessert before 8 p.m. <laughs> because again, this 8 p.m. cutoff, right? And it sounds crazy in hindsight, but it felt so so real at the time. And I know a lot of you are currently struggling with this and your feelings are valid. Like the food rules we create for ourselves are really, you know, significant like they feel so heavy and significant and they feel like if you break them something terrible is going to happen so i get it i've been there um but i just want to sort of zoom out because you know sometimes when you're in it you don't really see how 
absurd it sounds until someone else describes it and you're like, oh wow, this is actually <laughs> not exactly logical. Um, so I would like squeeze in my dessert before 8 p.m. And then, you know, the more I learned about calories, it was like, say, you know, I have a cookie. The cookie's 100 calories, for example. And if I eat that cookie at 7.59 p.m., um, you know, I was feeling good. I was like, all right, I got my cookie in. It's 100 calories. My body's going to treat it the same way as it would if I ate that cookie at 8.01 p.m. Like, the two minutes doesn't make a damn difference. And I know that's also like a dramatic example. Same thing. If you're eating that cookie at midnight, it's not going to make a difference in the grand scheme of things because it all really depends on your total amount of calories, you know, in a day, in a week, overall. And I know talking about calories in general when it comes to eating disorder recovery and food freedom and all of that is sort of like frowned upon for some reason. But honestly, the more I learned about how the body, you know, really utilizes calories and, you know, the whole calories in, calories out, it actually really helped me just settle down around food. Like I wasn't so stressed that this one cookie was going to make or break my entire life. And, you know, I definitely don't recommend like counting calories or anything like that when you're trying to heal your relationship with food, but learning more about them, it really did help me sort of, you know, get away from this paradigm I was in of good versus bad foods, right? So there's this whole, you know, fitness like niche that's called if it fits your macros and it's like flexible dieting and all these people will, you know, talk about how Basically, you can eat the same amount of calories in a Pop-Tart as, you know, an apple, for example, and it's, you know, you can still lose weight or get shredded or whatever. And that's not like the vibe that I'm trying (laughs) to put out just to be clear, but learning a lot or learning about that actually did really help me where I was like, oh, you know, my life isn't going to be over. I'm not going to gain a hundred pounds of weight overnight if I choose to have a cookie, you know, after 8 PM, for example. Um, so hopefully that kind of, it's like very nuanced, but that really did help me in my recovery, which is something a little, um, unorthodox, I guess. Cause I don't know. I haven't heard anyone else talk about that, but the science of calories and nutrition actually did really help me, um, you know, just settle down around food. So that was one thing that helped. The second thing is just realizing that our bodies have different needs and calorie requirements and just overall food requirements every single day. So some days, you know, you're going to be less hungry. Some days you're going to be more hungry. Some days you're only going to eat, you know, three meals a day. Sometimes you'll eat six meals a day. And it all just depends on your activity level, especially with women, you know, hormone fluctuations. If you're about to start your period, um, like when I'm about to start my period, I am an animal. I just eat everything inside. (laughs) There is no stopping me. And then when I'm on my period, I'm like, kind of nauseous and I'm not that hungry and I don't really eat as much. And so realizing that because we're different every day and our needs are going to fluctuate, it's also pretty absurd to expect our bodies to be okay with eating at strictly, you know, three certain times, like set times of the day. Right? So if one day you're hungry at, you know, 11 AM, listen to your body, like honor that hunger, feed it, and the more that you you know start to do that, you're going to build this really awesome, trusting relationship between you and your body. I know I'm personifying our bodies for a little bit, but just to sort of conceptualize it, like 
your body's going to start to trust you and, you know, you're going to start to work with your body instead of against it. And then another day, you know, you'll listen to your hunger and fullness cues. And maybe again, like you're on your period or something and you're not that hungry. And all of a sudden you're like, Oh shoot, I haven't eaten lunch and it's 2 PM. And then you're like, maybe I should eat something. And so it's just sort of this more like easygoing, you know, go with the flow sort of mentality rather than just like watching the clock, waiting for the next meal. Um, you know, just that rigidity and just adds a lot of unnecessary stress and, you know, no, no good things into your day. So there is another way I promise you. And so lastly, what I started to do was just slowly start to bend the food rules that I had created for myself. And I began to realize that these rules were a little different than, you know, the rules that were set in place by society. So for example, if you break the speed limit, you're going to get a speeding ticket. You know, if you kill someone, you'll probably go to jail. And these food rules that I had created, you shouldn't eat after 8 p.m. There was no consequences if I broke those. (laughs) Like there was no food police that was going to come arrest me for eating my cookie at 8.01 p.m. And so I started to realize that and I was like, oh, this is silly. Like I've just created these for myself and I can easily change them at any point. And so I started to bend those and, you know, slowly pushing my dinner. I was suddenly, I was eating dinner at 8.30 and, you know, or even slower than that, like 8.05, 8.10, and then realizing nothing bad is happening, right? I think we always expect like something catastrophic to happen if we, you know, dip one little toe outside of our safety bubble of disordered patterns. Um, and so realizing nothing bad happened and it was amazing. And, um, you know, I was slowly kind of just feeling myself get more and more flexible and free and just like, you know, loosey goosey, baby, that is like the name of the game. And so this is totally a process. Like, I don't want you to feel that this is, you know, something that just happens overnight and the next day you're like, you know, I'm a new woman because it takes time for sure. And there are still times where, you know, I have those thoughts and they come up and I talk about this a lot on my Instagram stories. Like, you know, there's still those thoughts that will appear, but it's just, it's me not giving energy to it. Like I don't even give that thought the time of goddamn day. You know, I just let it float on by. Um, where in the past I would have, I would have treated that thought as like truth. And I would have just spiraled down into, you know, an emotional abyss. Um, but now I'm like, okay, I see you thought, but I'm not going to hang out with you today. I'm going to let you just cruise on by. Alrighty friends, that is all I have for you today. All about listening to the clock versus listening to your body. Um, Hopefully this was helpful for you guys. If this resonated at all, I would love if you left a review because for other people who are struggling with food in their bodies, um, you know, it's tough for them to find podcasts like this that could be helpful. So more reviews means more people can find QueenCast, which is incredible. And it just means more people can kind of get the help and, you know, feel like they're not alone. So I appreciate you guys. Feel free to shoot me a DM on Instagram at avoqueen or shoot me an email, ali at queen.co and I will see you next week.